Justin, and I am here with my deliciously gorgeous wife, Denisha, and you are listening to the Focus on Me podcast. I think you just want to see me squirm. <laughs> what? Squirm? Yes, all the um, adjectives and whatnot. Well, I mean, nothing, there hasn't been a new adjective. I know, but there hasn't been a necessary adjective. Oh, all of them are necessary. They're not necessary. You don't think they are. Correct. They definitely are. Necessary is subjective. But hello, everybody. So, (laughs) so today, you want to tell me what the title of today's episode is? You did. Nope. You didn't? No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the title. The title is I Do But You Don't. But you don't. Yeah, I do, but you don't. You <laughs> say you did? <laughs> I did, but dude, that's not what we're talking about. So what happens, right? You know, we all know that at the wedding, they say, do you take this woman? Do you take this man? We always say, I do. Um... But there's that reality that we say I do, right? We said I did. And it's funny on um, Guess Who, when Bernie Mac is supposed to be uh, rewriting his vows, he's like, I did, didn't I? Like, you know, there's this reality that we say I do. And what happens when I do, but you don't? Now, this is not yet a conversation about divorce, and maybe we'll have one of those later, but this is a conversation about what happens when you realize, like, I do this, but you don't. I value this, more specifically, but you don't. And just also give you a little context, we were playing a game the other day. Um, I don't exactly know what the title of it is, but it's by the company called The Skin Deep, and it the, the name is something like the, and it's got parentheses and, and it says and. and yeah. So I don't know what the official the title of it is, but um, <laughs> there were there are these questions that you ask your partner, and you know before you start the game, you have to sit there for thirty seconds and give each other uninterrupted eye contact, and it's a little weird, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, and you ask these questions of each other, and they're questions you know that are pretty thought provoking and whatnot, and you know questions like. How do you see my relationship to money and how does it affect our relationship? You know, how, what would you change about my work life, etc. But the question that sparked this episode was the question of something to the effect of what's one thing that you value that I don't value? Mm-hmm. And the interesting part is it doesn't say, and maybe it is one of the rules that the other person, that both people have to answer the question. But it's just, you ask the question of, if you pull the card, you ask the question of your partner and not both of us have to answer the question. But so, um, as we were playing that game, you pulled that question about, Mm -hmm. no, I pulled the question, what do you value that I don't value? And so it, it caused, what do I value that you don't value? Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And so we started to have that conversation about, you know, things that are different. We, we, it was only one answer, but it caused us, caused me to think about what are those other things that one person might value that the other person doesn't. So I do, but you don't. And so this is not a conversation about our values, but what do people do when those values are different? So you know, let's dive right into that. Um, I don't know if you want to start with what your answer was, or you want to just, you know, speak to 
the reality that there are differing values and in a relationship, sometimes those differences can be areas that we celebrate and other times those differences can cause a lot of difficulty within the relationship. So let's dive in. What are some of your thoughts? So I think the first thing, you know, during the game, it was actually kind of hard at first because I was like, you know, we share a a lot of the same values. We value a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, man, like what? What? Uh, it took me a little while to get it, and but then when I thought about, it, I'm like, wait, okay, I just found something. And when I finally figured it out, it was uh, space, mm-hmm. personal space, where as I am, not to say you're not an emotional person mm-hmm. or a or an emotionally showing person. That's wow. not right. That's that not right. That that, that's not even right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is the word? Um, but more like, it's not that you don't show physical mm-hmm. emotion um, or show love in a physical way. But I know I am probably like 3,000 times that of what you are. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, me, I'll be, I, I can be on you like your skin mm-hmm. or, 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 or like that lush. You know, I can be on you like that stuff, like, like body butter, mm-hmm. you know, where sometimes you just need that little space, little mm-hmm. time, you know. You know, we often talk about how in the mornings, how sometimes I'm like, man, sometimes it sucks getting up so early in the morning because in the morning is a time where you're, you are more in that kind of a vulnerable I don't know why I say vulnerable. No, I I don't mean it in a bad way. I say, I I mean it like you're you're more emotionally, you're more physically emotional. That makes sense. It does. Yes, to me. Physically emotional. Physically emotional, yes. Or emotionally physical, I don't know. However you want to say it. But basically you show that physical side more in the morning, more so in the morning and like, you know, you, you know, so where I... There's no part of the day. And not to say you don't show it at other times, but I think it's, for some reason, it seems more like, like uh, more flowy, more natural, more just whatever. More likely. More likely happen. that you're going to, yeah, more likely to happen fresh and early in the, not early, not early, but when you wake <laughs> up. Let me, I, I had to specify that because we always talk about you're angry in the morning. I so, am not angry in the morning. <laughs> if you're woken up too early, you're angry in the morning. I'm not angry, um, I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but you, um, so, so ha- knowing those, knowing that, uh, and even still learning that, because the reality is, even though sometimes I know it, that does not, it still doesn't t- change your internal clock, my internal clock of like, like man, I want to be close. I, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's making the adjustment and still offering the space for you to still adjust on, on the other side too. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And when I say adjust on the other side, I mean giving you the space to, well, maybe you might actually feel like having your space invaded at that moment. So, and giving you the space to do that. You know, giving you the space to come into my, give you the time and opportunity to come into my space. No plug at all. Um, instead of me going into yours. So I, I think, and I think sometimes learning those, learning what those values are, because sometimes some people, like like we talk about the love language, we talked mm-hmm. about the love languages in um, previous episodes, mm-hmm. seasons back, um, 
And I think those play a big part in that value system. Because where I may be, you know, I may be, you know, 75% touch and physical, yours uh, is more so of acts of service and things, getting things done. To that, 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 that is, to me, that seems more, uh, more likely. Like that, like you can appreciate and I think we've talked about this before. We can, you can appreciate when these other things are done. When I, when I say acts of service, I don't mean like, I mean like, you know, taking care of things. And I think... I understand we, what you're saying. I just don't know that that's 100% accurate. I think it is... I didn't say 100 I didn't say you were 100% on it, buddy. No, I didn't say that. That's what you're saying. What I was saying is I don't think what you're saying right now is 100% accurate. Okay, so... Not that you're saying I'm 100% access service. I don't no, think that no, that's no, 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 no. I believe access service is very high on your list. I think, as we talked about before, and I think we might have said this on the podcast, maybe not, I think access of service become high when it's not present. Because okay. my highest is still probably words of affirmation, affirmation and gifts. But because I don't necessarily need gifts or if, and we've had this conversation particularly even related to finances, like I don't need another trinket. I don't need another pair of sunglasses, pair of earrings, necklace, you know, even though I like the things, even though I enjoy stuff, I don't need another one. But I do look in the kitchen and be like, oh, I need these dishes washed. So I'm saying to me, the act of service becomes prominent when there's a need for it. Now, I love when you come home with roses. I'll never tell you to stop buying that. Mm-hmm. But if there are roses and you've seen where sometimes there's so many flowers around mm-hmm. that I don't have a space to put right. them. Right. Especially when the counter is dirty because there's dishes on them. Right. So, uh, yeah. More of what I'm saying is, though, because I think you kind of limited to what I was saying. I think if the need is there and, it's being, and that's being taken care of, to me, I feel like if that's being taken care of, and then you have I you know you have the words of affirmation are always there. I don't think you, that's ever a thing you have to worry about or have had to worry about. <laughs> um, so if we take away that, if you if you don't if you're not getting flowers, for instance, I use that as if because there's there there may be so many on the counter. Period. From whatever, whether it's a birthday happened to be around that time, or someone sent you a thank you, or whatever it is. Um, I think, to me, you knowing that the, the floor has been vacuumed, you know that the kitchen has been cleaned, you know that you know uh, the garbage is out. That, to me, I think helps you deal with other things, which makes which allots the time for possibly you invading my space. Okay, so. To bring this back to the value conversations, mm-hmm. I feel like we've gotten off the subject here. What I hear you saying is that value of personal space is something that you have and you have discovered one of the ways to get your need or something you value met is to value or to identify or address something address. that I value. Now, again, it's not the act of service as much as it is what I value. And we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before, particularly when it comes to like chores or acts of service. Right. Working from home, even if I didn't work from home, I still value a clean space. Yeah. I value it being nice. I value it being 
something that if at any moment people dropped by, we wouldn't have to be like, oh, shoot, hide this, shove this in the closet. Oh, it stinks in here. Like, you know, come in. Because I've been in some people's houses where I'm like, I'll just stand. You know, I'm okay. I'm comfortable. I'm cool. Don't worry about it. Because I don't want to sit down on the thing. So I think going back, you know, to the subject at hand, it's not that I don't value um, acts of service. It's my value about how I would like our home to be or what I value, you know, in terms of cleanliness or and even because, you know, it comes down to sometimes the conversation about the car, like, oh, the car needs to be uh, washed or, you know, so that's why I think if the acts of, it's not the acts of service as much as this is our car, let's keep it clean. But so what happens when people don't have the same value? So it's again, or they value in a different way. It's not that I don't value physical touch. I also value body autonomy. And I know that was one of the conversations we had a lot in our first year marriage around I value um, and not to be dismissive or to minimize this reality that you see all the time like my body my choice like I think that that's a great example of you value physical touch personal space kind not invade not personal space but closeness proximity I value personal space so I think there are a lot of times where people find themselves in difficulties in their relational spaces for two reasons one, either they don't know what they value and how to articulate it, or two, they've articulated it and the other person isn't listening and respecting it. Um, when I do a lot of relational counseling, one of the things that generally always comes up early on is I have them to make a list or take an inventory of their needs and their values, because that's generally where the conflict is arising, you know. I need to feel physically safe, you know, so her quitting her job, him quitting his job, him not working, her not working, like, that is probably a value around feeling financially secure, right, or a need to know we've got X amount of dollars in our savings account, right, so that I do, but you don't, I value financial stability, you don't, you value hard work, I don't. Like, and I think that there, that becomes a lot of problems in people's relationships when they don't know what they value or they haven't communicated what they value or they feel like what they value or they perceive that what they value is not being respected and honored. We were watching this latest season of uh, Married at First Sight. Yeah. And that couple, uh, Clara and Ryan, it was clear that they had different values about one saying I love you and two physical intimacy and it was interesting because from what your perspective is tell me it well I guess in my perspective she valued physical intimacy he valued waiting and allowing it to grow and he was not giving her any Anything to to, to hold her over. So when it comes to what happens when we have a different value, who wins? How do we decide who gets what they want? And in that case, and even as some of the behind the scenes footage and other kind of stuff showed, 
she had a real life feeling about the fact that he was the one controlling sex. And so her needs and her values weren't getting met, especially in this case of them being married. So I do, but you don't. (laughs) So what do you you think about that? So I think it shouldn't be a only mine, not yours. Uh I have to meet somewhere in the middle because Uh if it's only mine and not yours, yeah, that's right. If it's only mine, then somewhere, somewhere on that line, like we saw, you're gonna get frustrated, uh-huh. and you're gonna be very. It's, it's, it's gonna if it's not addressed, uh-huh. and not only just not addressed, but not addressed, and there's actually something done about it. Uh-huh. That's gonna wear in a relationship, uh-huh. and there's gonna be resentment involved involved in that at some point, uh-huh. and it, it could lead down the path of cheating, uh-huh. because if your if that need is not being met. They're gonna find, especially after I've given you, I've given you, uh, I've communicated that on several occasions, on many occasions, and you just have no, uh, there's no way for you to say, well, okay, oh yeah, you know, just give me some time, or like, oh yeah, like tomorrow, or like, or you, know, you, you can't even give me a gauge, or there's nothing actually being done to help. It, 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 you start entering dangerous territory, especially now. As far you as speak about just in terms of the sexual. Yeah, I'm, I'm value. talking about in that, okay. or or in not in not just as as in sex, in almost any in, in, in any other values. Because I've actually watched, you know, I've actually seen other couples fall apart from being disconnected, mm-hmm. and I watched. One one person, you know, this this couple got out of a relationship, they divorced, and then he went and got himself into a situation where he was now collecting, getting this need met that he wasn't getting getting met before. But he ended up in a situation where that person that he's with has someone else who's fulfilling the financial need, but he's financial, he's fulfilling the physical need. So She's making sure she's getting that need, her, all of her needs met, even if it's taking two people. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think in a, in a relationship that is actually trying to thrive, it's very important that those conversations happen, the communication happens, so we don't enter dangerous territory of, of them looking because <laughs> we, know, we know this all too well. Because of people we know, because of uh, because of life, and just because of stories that we've heard of, how easy it is for that friend to end up being more than a friend, and you inv- and someone investing start investing more time in there that they shouldn't because there's something not right in the relationship. Which is why I say what I say about uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know them opposite sex friendships, you know, but. I think to to the point that you're making, particularly around, you know, physical intimacy and valuing that, you know, I think you're right. It can lead to other types of difficulties, but where, whether it's sexual or not, I think in that case that we saw on the TV show, what the powerlessness, right? Mm -hmm. Or the one-sidedness. This is what I value, so this is what you got to do. Right. I value waiting. I value 
saving money. So I'm putting the brakes on our spending. Or and and one of the things I know that even in some of our differences of values, it's really um, likely and it's high that you can do that, right? I can be like, well, I value chicken, so we eat chicken. If I'm cooking, that's what we're gonna have, right? You know, and that's so easy to do. So I don't ever want to just like, you know, act like we're not susceptible to doing that. But really to have that awareness around, is this my value? Am I even taking into account what this other person is valuing? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I do value to tell and by value or I prefer. Let me use that word too. Preferences and values. I prefer this brand of dish detergent or I prefer... Mm -hmm. You know, this thing. Am I doing it only because that's what I do? Am I taking into consideration that there may be another way to do it? Or that my way isn't the only way or the right way? Right. Um, there's an old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, and I think that that's something that can really should be communicated and evaluated. Like, is this, am I listening to the other person's point of view? And I think that when I do and you don't, how do you come to the middle ground, right? Because it's so black and white. Yes, no, right? Where's the shade of gray? And how do you look for that shade of gray? How do I get a little bit of what I need? And how do you get a little bit of what you need? Even if we can't get all of what we're wanting. It takes being intentional. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, because I feel like if... When you're in a relationship and, you know, you genuinely care about that person's wellness and happiness, and you care about your own, mm-hmm. sometimes you're going to be willing, I don't want to say sacrifice, because I think sometimes the word sacrifice is thrown around too much in relationships. Okay. I think you're willing to compromise. Mm-hmm. And they should be doing, willing to do the same thing. You know, it should be a dual intentionality. Uh, for both sides because I mean one of the other things I was just thinking about when you we were talking about not only it being a sexual thing where people look outside uh-huh. it doesn't have to be sexual sometimes those words of affirmation uh-huh. when you know there are some we know there are some people who are just natural flirts and that all it takes is that one person to give that to give you that word of affirmation that your husband will never give you and you've been looking for it and looking for it and looking for it. And it starts, and sometimes that'll turn your head. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sounds very, you know, simple. It sounds like, oh, like, oh, that, that's not nothing that'll happen. But that type of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And I think it, we have to be intentional. When I say we, I mean me, you, and even the listeners, we have to be, they have to be very intentional in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you might have to take a minute and step back and think about it. Like, wait, hey, did I compliment my wife today? Hey, did, did I show them that I loved them, whether it was in a hug, whether it was a kiss, whether it was me saying something, whether it was me doing something, whether it was just a simple smile or a simple look. Sometimes those little things go a long way in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you making sure that you take that time to be intentional in doing certain things in, you know, you coming this far because she came that far mm-hmm. or vice versa because this way y'all meet in the middle and and there's there is no loser mm-hmm. 
it's not, oh, I gave up everything for you. It's we came to an agreement. Mm-hmm. We came to a compromise. Yeah, I was just thinking as, as you were sharing, uh, we were just listening to someone speaking about uh, dating and relationships. And one of the things they were talking about is, is are people willing to be servants of each other? Mm-hmm. And what that just you know spoke to me about was if I value, for example, if you like chicken and I like steak, mm-hmm. if I'm always cooking you chicken and you, if you cook Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I cook Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, if I make you chicken on the days I cook and you make me steak on the days you cook, then we both getting our right. needs met. <laughs> right, right. Right. But if I'm only going to cook what I want when it's my turn to cook and, and, you know, I think that service to each other and being 100%, as the Bible says, you know, we always quote or hear quoted, especially in faith spaces about you know, wives submit to your husbands. But, you know, Paul, the same person who said wives submit to your husbands, said husbands and wives submit to each other. And I think that part is the missing piece, the missing link, that it's not just about what I want and getting what I want. It's about, you know, and it's not about surrendering what I want. Because if if it's equal surrender and equal submission, then we're not going to go without like we did yesterday, great example. When we were in the um, restaurant trying to decide what we were going to eat, I was like, "You said, well, I'll get." I said, "I think I want the chicken, but I kind of want the steak too." Like we were looking at the Philly cheese steaks or whatever, and you said, "Well, you get the chicken right. and I'll get the steak, and we'll split half." Mm-hmm. And I w- that's you know about food, but I think it still shows the power of. If I'm getting something that you like and you're getting something that I like, then we both are getting some of what we like. Right. And as long as we are both making and being intentional to try to make sure that each other's needs are met, then we're not going to end up going without our need being met. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you think people should go about communicating their values? Because when I was saying that before, you kind of had a little glimmer in your eye like, hmm, yeah, that's important the part about communicating what the values are. What, what are your thoughts about that? Well, obviously, conversation is usually, is usually the first way to do it, but I, th- I think it's important to have the conversation early mm-hmm. because, um, I, you know, I think having a conversation, when I say early, I mean early on in the relationship, mm-hmm. um, whether it's early in the marriage or it's earlier in just the relationship prior to engagement in marriage because sometimes... Having those conversations will let you know if that person is uh, teachable, so to speak. And mm-hmm. when I mean teachable, I mean someone or bendable. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who will, who does, who does, who doesn't mind, you know, meeting you halfway, mm-hmm. as opposed to telling you you just got to come over here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. I think it's easier. I think it's easier to just just have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation. Say, hey, you know what? Or if you know that person isn't good at receiving things like that, maybe play a game. Like the card game? Yes. Play? Maybe play a game. Or, you know, do one of those love language tests. Mm-hmm. And then have a conversation. Because the because because sometimes people are easier to... Sometimes it's a little too heavy for people to receive just regular conversation. Although at some point you have to. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it eases into the conversation. As opposed to it just being heavy from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You know, 
know, those, those, those games like that sometimes will lead, or even like oftentimes we we play those games where we uh we have those conver- those question uh-huh. games, and you know sometimes those question games where we're, we're just asking each other questions. Sometimes we know the answers to them, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's still okay to just ask them anyway. Well, I gotta say, I was nervous with some of those questions the other night. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, and let me say this: the part that was I was nervous about wasn't because the way the questions are set up is you tell me about me, right? Not oh, what's your deepest fear? Right. What's your biggest uh, area for growth and change? Mm-hmm. It was at least so far in the ones we encountered. There's 200 cards, we only probably answered about 20 of them. But the questions like, what do you most not like about me? Mm-hmm. What is your and, and some of that was a little bit. I was like, because we have five at a time, right? And I was like, I'm gonna ask this one absolutely last because <laughs> I don't know I'm ready to hear that. And I always have this philosophy like, don't ask a question if you're not really ready to hear the yeah. truth. But you know, being able to ask those questions, I think part of it is the vulnerability, right, and the creating safety within the relationship. But I think it's important to just, like you're talking about that communication, being afraid of it and not hearing it or thinking you're safe because you didn't have to hear it really is only going to create a bigger chasm mm-hmm. in the relationship because just as we don't talk about it doesn't mean it's not a real life issue or it's right. impacting us. <laughs> it's just something we ain't talking about. It's very ostrich hiding your head in the sand. And we know what happens when we do that. You avoid the inevitable like that. That's not that's not good because what can happen also is it can end up getting worse. Mm-hmm. And now, as opposed to it just being, oh, I see this now, I'm going to address it. It becomes, oh, we're going to bury it. And now there's too many there's too many roots of emotions attached to it. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's kind of um, take a different perspective. Uh, well, actually, we'll wrap it up and just talk about this. Like, when people do have the be- the values that are different, I do, but you don't. What are where do you think deal breakers come into that? I think that's probably more of a moral thing. A moral thing. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's more more of morals mm-hmm. because I think more. I think. It's kind of like the way you were raised or something about, you know, and, and if that's not something, it, it is a value thing too, but it's, it, I think, I think moral is the word I, I, that I come up with mm-hmm. usually first. I think if, I think sometimes those are what most people have deal breakers on mm-hmm. out of the same type of moral code mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's something you have to consider. That's something you have to live with. Right. And I mean, I, yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. And I think part of it is not communicating those values up front, right. you know, especially in this age of online dating, and um, we, we always joke about being catfished like, oh, you didn't know this person looked like this, but what about when you didn't know that this person valued this, mm-hmm. right? People, as they will often discuss it, sending your representative, mm-hmm. right? So here we are, we said I do, and then all of a sudden now you don't. When we were talking, oh, how many people, how many kids do you want to have? I want to have a whole bunch of kids. Oh, how about you? Oh, no, I think we should work until we raise this amount of money. And then now they've stopped wanting to, 
work or mm-hmm. oh I value family I always I think it's good now when I say come to my family's house for 4th of July you're like yeah. I don't want to go over there right. it's like wait a minute when we were talking mm-hmm. about these things the you said you do mm-hmm. and then now you don't and especially when we're around trying to win the person over and we're trying to communicate you know shared values or shared experiences when later that doesn't happen that's also the root of a lot of problems because people are looking like uh, we just heard a quote that you will find yourself married to a stranger mm-hmm. and that's unfair right Yeah, we're going to change naturally as we grow and evolve but I guess to our, our listening audience who are not yet in a committed relationship particularly marriage really having a good conversation about what are your values first identifying them for yourself mm-hmm. so that way you can now communicate and sometimes you know there's all types of value inventories and things like that but being able to identify like I do this because I value this I go to work every day or I'm working four jobs because I value having financial security and I know I'm working these four jobs because I'm trying to get this money in the bank account right sometimes it's not always clear why you're doing what you're doing but really making sure that you take that time for self-reflection and introspection to see what your values are so you can communicate them because it's unfair one to have expectation that you never communicated mm-hmm. and it's equally unfair to go into a situation with someone and then change up on them later like oh no I don't really like to do that no, bro, you told me you value the clean house. Nah, sis, you told me you value cooking. You love making home-cooked meals. But see, that's the problem, though. That's okay. the problem with... And this is probably... And this is, I think, something that has just been done... I think everybody does this. I, for, I think for the most part, in the beginning, everybody, when you're dating, you put your best... They call it put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And I think what... I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but you should also put a real foot forward. A real foot, yeah. Because... It's kind, of, it's kind of like, uh, what, what, I'm going to get you sucking when she took off, uh-huh, all, when she took off all her parts. It's kind of like one of those moments where it's like, okay, I know she wears a weave, but I know her nails are real. Or, oh, wait, she got she got, she got lead press on toenails. Like, wait a minute. She took them toenails off, too. And, oh, my gosh, she has no toenail. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, don't, you need to present that real because sometimes you'll be surprised that the real is really what that person wants anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you if you don't present that real, you're not really presenting yourself. Right. You're not. You're, you're presenting a division of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, a part of yourself. And sometimes, sadly, you're not really. Sometimes some people aren't even presenting a division of themselves. They're presenting a division of what you want them to be. Mm-hmm. As, because and if, and a lot of times. You, you, you'd be very surprised how how much that other person just wants to know who you really are mm-hmm. so they can see how much value you'll bring to their life in the long run as opposed to just being a mimic mm-hmm. or just a carbon copy of them in another form basically you you're you're the female form of me now like eh, I'm probably not gonna work too well mm-hmm. but when they know that you have this to add, to me, now I know you have this to add, and you, and where I am, for lack of a better term, where I'm weak, you're strong, or where, where I am lacking, you can fill that gap. Where I know I know about this, but you know about that. Mm-hmm. When that is the reality, to me, that's sexier than anything else you can do. 
And that's greater because that enhances your relationship so much more because you guys are working off of what's real Mm -hmm. and not what we have just decided to present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And so as we, you know, start to bring this episode to a close, I think it's really important if, if people find themselves in this space where they're seeing the diversity. That's a word that we love to use that has a very positive connotation. And the reason why I want to say that is because sometimes we need to reframe. Instead of saying it like, oh, differences, we clashing. Oh, this is a problem. It's a deal breaker. Let's look at the variation, the difference in where we are and then seek for not necessarily just resolution, but seek for placement because I don't think compromise is always the right thing because someone probably feels like they're losing something Mm -hmm. but seeing where how you prioritize those variances right if you are super good with money and I'm not instead of me uh valuing my freedom to blow our bank account to smithereens (laughs) let me go ahead and just value that your your skill set is going to keep us towards our financial goals or where we're trying to go in our, our, mm-hmm. our long term. If you value, you know, something that I value that's different, understanding that maybe that's the strength that is going to get us where we need. And also being able to be honest and say, yes, this is what I value. And I know that this is not right <laughs> either. Mm-hmm. I think that I do, but you don't. doesn't have to be deal breakers. It can create space that leads to continuing to have a healthy, functional relationship. So, any last thoughts before we go? Nope, not today. Awesome. Today I'm good. Well, uh, we still do, so we hope y'all do too. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll catch you in the next episode.